You ready to talk football? You want to talk I'm some football? ready. You want to talk some football, brother? You ready to do this? Let's talk. All right, this is a a very brand new episode of the MCOC and Me podcast because we're going to talk football today. My my boy Elston has decided to join me today, but the thing is, I want to show and we want to show how there are things outside of the game that bring people together, such as football, which is right around the corner. Sports? What? Those bring things? What? No way. No way. Sports ball? Meat meathead helmet racing? What's going on here? What? What? I love (laughs) meathead racing. That's the Oh my God. I can't wait for it. Cannot wait. Fall is in the air and football is literally right around the corner. Cannot wait for it. Literally, we're talking T minus less than four days from the first American football game kicking off here. In uh, what Southern Florida, Tampa Bay, World—I don't even know the the Amer- you know Super Bowl champions. <laughs> it always it always blows my mind when they're saying World Champions. Like no one in the world. Other, I mean, yeah, right. Come on, all right. So Super Bowl champ Bucks are playing the the Dallas Cowboys. You know, there you go. See, we're we're a few days away from the big everything starting. Man, it's pretty exciting. It's fun. We are starting. It's exciting. I'm I'm ramped up for it as well, man. So. Let's start talking about some stuff here. Um, first thing I want to talk about is let's, let's go through the divisions within the AFC, the NFC, and let's kind of just give our little summation of who we think is going to do really well, who's probably not going to do well, and who might be the surprise team in each division. So the honor is yours to start off with the NFC West because you are a Seahawks fan. You have the floor here. All right. The NFC West, I think, is a stacked division and all of football you got young coaches surrounded by one one old timing coach and Pete Carroll you got you know a lot of experience on you know offense defense Kyle Shanahan's running the San Francisco 49ers down there he went out and drafted a young quarterback to groom behind Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo oh yeah you got you got you know Kyler Murray down there in uh Arizona, and you've got the Matt Stafford trade that are going to the Los Angeles Rams, which and then, is course, huge, huge which is a, trade, which is big. I think that's really a big thing for Matt Stafford because he's for the longest time said, "Well, it's the Lions, it's the Lions." Well, we're going to find out if it was the Lions or if it's you know not. So uh, that division, you know, this division is really. I mean, I, I, ten and seven could win this division. It's so stacked. These guys are all going to be like. This is one of those divisions where every single team, if healthy, is going to be extremely competitive all the way down. Versus, I mean, anybody. I wouldn't be shocked if any of these to- any of these teams won the division. I'd be more shocked if any of these teams ran away with the division. Um, right. It's just going to be. It's going to be. Phew, it's going to be entertaining. Um, I had a made my my predictions when I was looking at the schedule and remembering that there's now 17 games. Right. I was like, I was, I, I mean, I had picked the, the Seahawks to go 11 and six okay. and win the division, but <clears throat> I had it sandwiched with, I have, I have, I have Arizona and San Francisco both making playoffs. Okay. Right. So here's my take on it. Now I think it's really going to come down to this. So, San Francisco last year, they were decimated on defense. That defense that got them to the Super Bowl the year before, you know, kind of a ghost of itself. However, they're getting a lot of those guys back. And I think that they're going to go from worst to possibly 
tied for first. I really think that Arizona is going to be on the outside looking in, and it's really going to be tough, especially with the defense of the 49ers, the offense of the Rams, and if the Seahawks can protect Russell Wilson, that division is going to get really interesting come December. Yeah, the the, my, the the team I have the least faith in is the Los Angeles Rams, and right. the reason being is, I mean, they 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 seem like the last three four years they just trade away their future, going for all these free agents, and I've seen in all right. forms of different sports when you always focus on only free agents, eventually. Your roster gets a little older. They've yep. already been hurt at running back. They had to they had to trade for the New England running back, and so that just tells me I'm like you know, um, you know they're they're depending on Andrew Whitworth. You know he's like 40 years old at, at left tackle. Yeah, he's just, a stud though, man. He's good. He's good. But I just I just the Rams are one or you know they're just I just I mean other than Aaron Donald and Ramsey I. I just, I'm just not a believer in the Rams this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they fell and finished with a losing record this year, actually. Okay, so who would you have as your division winner? Um, I would take the Seahawks or the Arizona Cardinals to win Ooh. the division. I'm going to go either Seahawks or Niners. And then I have the Niners, and, and uh, I, I picked the Niners and the – Cardinals to finish with the exact same record of 10 and seven. Nice. I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray. He's really fun. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him too. He did wonders for me last and year. And they got, they got JJ Watt on that defense now and Chandler right. Jones on the other side. I mean, pe- people, I mean, I have a lot of, you know, a lot of Seahawks fans I've talked to. They're like, Oh, Arizona. I'm like, no, Arizona's going to be good. Like, yeah. They also, they also drafted a pretty good rookie linebacker. I think of uh, UCLA or Tulsa. I think he's from, but, uh, you know, coupled with him, and also don't forget, you got DeAndre Hopkins on the uh, offense there, and he's just a monster as a receiver. And they got AJ Green. Yeah. I mean, if AJ Green could play at fifty percent of what he was before, I mean, come on, like this, right. this team is—they've got. I mean, if they can learn how to run the ball. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the downside of people that run the any version of the air raid offense. I'm always like, you, you got to run the ball, man. You, you got to. You gotta, you gotta just hand the ball off sometimes. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I like, uh, uh, is it Kingsbury? You know, I, I, I think that he's, you know, he's another young, up and coming coach, and uh, it should the that division. I wouldn't be surprised if that division, you know, was just stacked. If everybody finished with a winning record and it came down to tiebreakers, like right, that would not surprise me one bit. No. Moving next here, we have the NFC South. So we have the Saints, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I think this division, I know everyone is really hot on the Buccaneers to repeat. You know, Tom Brady probably trying to get his eighth Super Bowl kind of thing. However, I feel like this division is going to be sneaky good with a few additions that happened. um, Because Carolina got Sam Darnold away from the Jets. Atlanta drafted Kyle Pitts, and I think that Matt Ryan's, you know, he's got a new offensive coordinator now in Art Smith from the Titans, so that could really benefit him. And the Saints, I know it's going to be life without Drew Brees, but Jameis Winston, he does throw a lot of balls. He's still got Alvin Kamara. Um, the defense is really good with Cam Jordan there. And, you know, you have Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be kind of like the uh, NFC West there, where it's really going to come down to some tiebreakers. Yeah, there's so many different variables in the uh, NFC South right now, especially with uh, – 
his name escapes me, the wide receiver for the Saints that can't play for the first few Oh, games. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, that Michael Thomas situation, they're stacked at running back. Oh, know, totally. And so that's one thing that you know, Jamison didn't have when he was in Tampa Bay. Sean Payton's a superior offensive-minded you know, coach. So I really think, I mean, I, I, I think I've spent my whole life like kind of saying I don't think Tom Brady's going to do as well. But I, I really feel like the Bucks, the strength of the Bucks is their defense. The strength yeah. of the Saints is their offense. Yep. I think those two are the better teams. I don't. I'm not as low on the Panthers and Falcons as some people are. No, I think uh, I think those are two sneaky good teams. Yeah, and especially the Panthers. They're young. They're getting yep. better. And you know, and I feel like if Darnold can, I mean, and, and also it's about matchups, like the, who they're playing against. I I really feel like Carolina will take a step forward. I yep. think Atlanta will take a step forward. I do. I did predict. Um, I do think that the Saints are actually going to win that division. Um, Interesting. And just because I'm I'm going out on a limb, and I really think that they're going to have a balanced offensive attack. And I'm 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 gambling that Jamison's not going to throw twenty interceptions. Yeah, right. He's, and he, but he'll <laughs> still throw he'll still throw thirty five touchdowns, forty touchdowns, and so. I'm, I'm the only thing that would concern me about the Saints is if they had some big defensive injuries right now. Sure. Because otherwise, if, if they have that, then I mean, I, I just don't see Tampa Bay losing that division. It's, I think it's right now it's still a two team, but it would be I, those younger teams. The nice thing about those teams, unlike some of the other teams we're going to talk about later today, is that both Carolina and Atlanta could easily make a jump forward into the conversation as. As they're younger, they have good coaching and they have the ability to to to, to make some moves possibly based I, on their I, matchups yeah. with other teams. Absolutely. And the thing too, like I always believe that sometimes a change of scenery is really gonna benefit somebody. And you know, Sam Darnold when he was with the Jets, just he didn't do a whole lot. They drafted him really high, but you know, it was almost kind of like one of those situations where he just nothing was ever clicking and he's got a great arm he's very mobile he's a tough guy but I think you know you got him now in uh Carolina with Robbie Anderson at wide receiver who was a former Jets buddy of his and then you got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield I mean that's gonna really change things up I think Carolina is really gonna be a very young exciting team to watch and then you look at Atlanta right now I mean they let Julio Jones go which I have a very interesting take on that here once we get to the uh, AFC South but Kyle Pitts looks like a monster at tight end. Calvin Ridley is pretty much a bona fide number one guy at this point. But I feel like Atlanta is just – they're going to do things really quietly and then make some noise. Yeah, I, I really like Christian McCaffrey, and, and I also like – I like the Pitts pick. A lot of people are like, oh, they're going to take this receiver, and then they took a – I mean, as anybody that's been a fan of – you know, the, the that's been a fan of the Chiefs, over yep. the years and been even a fan of the Patriots is like, you know, if you have a stud wide receiver, it's almost better than a, I mean, a stud tight end. It's almost better than wide receiver, especially oh, when yeah. they can block in one that can run down the field. It's like, I mean, this is, this is going to be uh, Matt Ryan's best friend. I mean, totally. It's, it's, I think it, it will definitely be a fun division to watch. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, moving on next year. This is my opinion that this is the worst Oh, the worst division in football right now, which is the NFC East. Okay? So, we have the Washington football team, who has yet to figure out a name for themselves. We have the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So, 
obviously the Washington Redskins, I think, have a really good young defense. Uh, Chase Young coming off the edge is an absolute monster. Montez Sweat's really good as well. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback who's pretty much played against every team and has played for almost every team at this point. Um, I think it's going to be interesting because Saquon Barkley's coming back for the Giants. So that's really going to boost them up. But I am not sold on Daniel Jones. I feel like he's is not the guy. And New York needs to kind of start thinking about somebody else for the long term. The Dallas Cowboys have Dak Prescott coming back. I think if he stays healthy, they take the division. No questions asked. As for the Eagles, I mean, I, I don't really know, like, what's going to happen. Um, I know that their new coach now um, is the uh, is Nick Sirianni, who was the former uh, offensive coordinator for the Colts. So, there's, like, I know that guy. But Jalen Hurts to me, I mean, it's – we'll see only because – I think when he got benched in that playoff, well, that potential playoff game last year for um, when they were playing against Washington, that kind of really hurt his spirit. But, you know, I think that he takes a step forward this year, but I don't think they have enough talent in Philly to really get over like a team like Dallas or the Giants. Yeah. When I look at the NFC East, I I think of, I like, I like Jalen Hurts. I like his game. I like, uh, I, I think, but their their rosters i mean they haven't i mean look at the i mean look at the offensive weapons he's working with you know it's so i really feel like that's a guy that's going to they're going to go through a lot of bumps and bruises offensive line is fairly good problem right. is going to be they need to get that guy some receivers like draft that guy some more offensive talent well they know? got the kid from alabama who won the heisman uh devonta smith i think his name was so he we'll see how he does but Jones is apparently doing pretty good too that's one guy, but I remember watching the Eagles last year, and I was like, I mean, they they didn't have anybody. So, I mean, they if I were them, I would have done, like, what some teams do with corner, like draft a first-round wide receiver, draft a third-round wide receiver. I would have drafted, like, you know, it's like you start throwing stuff at the wall hoping it sticks. I mean, yeah. they really need some offensive talent. So, I don't think that they're going to win it. I do, uh, I do think that this is – you know, in Gotham over there, in you know, over in uh, New York, this is Daniel Jones's make it, break it year. You know, Absolutely. and I don't, it's, you know, it's, it's ask, a, ask the kid down in uh, Carolina. It's like, if you're in New York and you're playing for a New York team, you got to show something like. Yeah, and the and thing it, is, he kind of showed a little bit of stuff when he had to go in a couple of years ago, but like. I'll, you know, I'm also a partial to the New York Giants just because of where I'm from in upstate New York and whatnot. And, you know, I feel like if you're getting Saquon Barkley back, you got Sterling Shepard, you got Kenny Galladay away from uh, Detroit, and you got Evan Ingram at tight end. If you can't make anything happen with those guys, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I like Evan Ingram too, and I'm I'm just like, I I I I would if Daniel Jones makes that step forward, I would predict that they would win the division because they've got a good defense. They yep. and they would have you know they've got good offensive skill set pieces. A good offensive line. Uh, the coach is, you know, a kind of like a patriot disciple, like uh, you know, a hard nosed guy. Yeah. But I need to see, you know, I need to see Daniel Jones do it, and I've just right. been like happy feet. And when it comes to the Washington football team, we know what they're about. It's you need a game manager at quarterback, and you just, they have their defense is completely stacked. Like their oh, defense, yeah. I mean, their defense is is nasty good. Uh, when I look at the you know the football team, it's like they'll be asking 
I'll be asking <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay, don't turn the ball over. Right. And anyone that's ever watched Ryan Fitzpatrick knows he will throw up some moonshots and they, you know, magically sometimes they win and sometimes he throws a pick six. So I really think that uh, that division should be highly entertaining. The, the, the other issue is, is that Dallas, it seems like they can't get out of their own way. They're starting left tackle is yeah. going to be out for this Thursday's game because of the COVID protocol. And if that means if he got it, that means somebody else might. And so yeah, you look at that and you look at Dak and he's coming back from those injuries. And then he had another injury in training camp on his shoulder. It's like this team, again, like we've seen in the last 10 to 15 years of the Dallas Cowboys is – they're really underperforming. Like, you know, what was oh, it, yeah. five years ago? They had an awesome offensive line. Then they had great defensive players. And now they're they're just kind of floating away. I mean, I really feel like, again, same. even though Dak just signed that, that contract, I feel like for the team, they need to put it together this season because yep. some of those players that could be good may be gone next year. Well, you look at the receivers. I mean, you got Amari Cooper, who's just electrifying. That dude, he's such a smooth route runner. Um, Michael uh, Gallup, he's actually a sneaky good guy as well. And then you got C.B. Lamb, who's looking to take a step forward. And then you got Zeke in the backfield. So it's like, you're right. This is a very much make it or break it year for the Dallas Cowboys. And if Dak gets hurt again, forget about it. That team's not going anywhere. Right. And they, and I mean, and for them, they just, they've got the offense, they've got the, They've got all the stuff. They just they just need to put it together because if they put it together and the Giants put it together, I feel like it would come down to those two teams to who would win the division. However, we haven't seen anything coming out of the Giants and the Cowboys can't get out of their own way, which leads a lot of people to pick who I'm also going with is that the quarterbackless Washington football team might just walk away with this division again. Uh huh. And, I, I think they'll do it based on the strength of their defense and run game. Yeah, it's their their defense is just so. I mean, their defense is good. Like, yeah, and for you fantasy players out there, if you're not picking up the Washington Football Team defense, um, do it. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's really really good. So yes, yeah. All right, and to round out the NFC here, we have the NFC North: the Packers, the Bears, Bears, uh, the Vikings, and the Lions. Okay, so I'm just gonna say it flat out right now. Uh, Detroit Lions, they're in a rebuild phase. I don't care what anybody says. I don't know who they even have at receiver right now that Jared Goff's going to throw to outside of TJ Hawkinson at, at tight end. I think the defense is a little bit good, but I think the team is still maybe like a year or two away from actually kind of making some noise in the NFC North. The Minnesota Vikings, I really think the Kirk Cousins saga is going to come to a close this season. I think they're done with him. Um I think he was kind of the wrong guy from the start, if you want my two cents. Um, but, you know, I like Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to be a, a monster of a wide receiver. And Dalvin Cook's just going to pound the rock the whole time. Now, the Bears, to me, are very interesting because they have a great defense. Khalil Mack um, is just – he's insane. There's some really good defensive uh, – there's a good front four there. The linebackers are great. The secondary is pretty good, too. But – I don't like that Andy Dalton is starting. They drafted Justin Fields. They traded up to get that guy. I think Andy Dalton's got maybe two or three bad minutes in the game, and then they're going to be calling for Justin Fields. And when he goes in, he's going to turn that team around, and he's going to make the Green Bay Packers sweat. And I think, and here's a really, really bold prediction. I think 
if Justin Fields plays at a very good level and the Bears are clicking on all cylinders, they will win the NFC North over the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, when I look at the the Chicago Bears, even their you know their schedule, I, I completely agree. Except one thing I I know that is important, you know, when you look at Fields versus Andy Dalton is you kind of want, you, you look at the offensive line and you look at who are they playing first? Who would you, would you, okay. And you think, Oh, we, they should start Justin Fields. Right. You right. Think about it. Their first game is against Aaron Donald and the Rams on the uh, road. So uh, it's like, so would you rather sacrifice Andy Dalton to Aaron Donald or, you know, Jalen Ramsey. So I'm a big, you know, if, what I would think is going to happen is I think that I think Andy Dalton will start like four games, like their first, their you know, first, you know, what's going to happen. It's going to be the Nick Fury LMD mod. We're going to sacrifice Andy Dalton to make him better for, for Justin Fields. Like how you do for Nick Fury in the game. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're like, all right, this is his second line because you look at the, <laughs> come on, kill me now. Do it. Do it. I mean, their last four games, the Bears play the Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, and uh, v- Vikings again. Oh, wow. After the, so it's like their schedule is pretty good. I really think that he's going to end up starting this season. I, I personally think I like I like Andy Dalton as like a guy. Like he's a cool guy. You know, he's he's you know he is what he is. He's going to get you three thousand yards, twenty eight touchdowns, and like fifteen interceptions. Yeah. But he's not. A lot of these things will come in garbage time. He's not going to take over a game. And in Chicago, it's usually about, you know, running the football and playing good defense. The thing that I would hope is that Fields is able to pick up his offense and start playing better and and eventually push Andy for the starting job. Andy even knows that, you know, he's on borrowed time. He, you know, he's even said that, hey, this is his team, but right now it's, you know, it's my time to play. Sure. He's right. But, if that offensive line can protect Andy, I have a feeling that they're gonna have a shorter hook for him because that's gonna be the the bigger telling thing is how well the Bears can can protect. Because right now, for me, I have those two teams being the two best teams in that in that division. I think the Packers are better. I think the Bears are the second best team. Yeah. I think the Vikings are gonna implode. That's another team I don't believe in, kind of yeah. like the Rams. And also, um, the the lions are just a mess right now like they're 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 older they still don't have a lot of i mean they need talent they need a they're two years away from being competitive in my opinion yeah jared golf right now is your starting quarterback you know that that's it (laughs) that's really it i mean (laughs) yeah i mean we don't even know who they're throwing to and you and i we we look at a lot of rosters and a lot of things right now and it's like okay uh mm, yeah no it's, it's, you know, it's not looking very good. So. Well, that's why I took TJ Hawkinson in all my fantasy leagues, just because he's the only guy that I kind of, you know, would trust getting the ball from Jared Goff at this point. Yep. So, Absolutely. all right, let's, let's see here. So since we're done with the NFC, let's go to the AFC and we'll start kind of in the same direction there. Let's go with the AFC West. So we have the runners up for the um, Super Bowl last year, the Kansas City Chiefs, which I still think it is their division. Patrick Mahomes is an absolute stud. Tariq Hill is just the fastest man on the planet in terms of just catching and running. Uh, Travis Kelsey is just – he's really great too. Uh, the only thing that concerns me, we all saw it with the Super Bowl last year, is 
can the Chiefs protect Patrick Mahomes? If they can't, we all know what's going to happen. But if they can, we all – nothing to worry about. But, um, you know, we'll see about that. The Las Vegas Raiders, to me, I kind of share a similar thing that you have with uh, Minnesota. I think that team's going to implode. Even though they have a lot of talent, I don't – you know, John Gruden, the Derek Carr relationship – I think that's headed for a divorce soon. I think that they are probably done with Derek Carr after this season. I do like who they have on the defense. I think it's a really great group, but I don't know. Offensively, they're still kind of you know scratching their heads as to who is who. The Denver Broncos, to me, and Karate Mike, if you're listening, I hope you're listening good here. I think the Denver Broncos are going to shock a lot of people, Okay. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I like Drew Locke. They have two really good quarterbacks. But Jerry Judy is a big body of a wide receiver. Um, they drafted this kid out of North Carolina to run the ball. Um, uh, let me get his name here. Um, I think it was Williams or something here. Uh, yeah, Javante Williams. I'm telling you, that dude is going to do some real big damage. And also Patrick Sertain, he definitely helps uh, bolster that defense. And I think that's going to be a very interesting group. Um that's definitely going to make a lot of noise in the in the AFC West there. And then finally, the Los Angeles Chargers. They're going to be the real deal this year. I think they're incredibly balanced on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Justin Herbert looks like he's the real deal. They got protection in the draft. And I think that, you know, it's going to be really, really, really competitive between the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos. And I think that if Justin Herbert – Plays like he did last year and just a little bit better. He could be in the MVP talk, but definitely the offensive player of the year. Yeah. When I was looking at the AFC West, I kind of, I was sitting there, I was like, all right, should I, you know, take points away from this team and that team? And I was sitting there like going over it back and forth. And I was like, wow, the AFC West is actually extremely competitive. Total. Uh, the Chargers, I mean, I, I, all their games last year were highly entertaining. So good. Very close. Herbert made a really good steps. They've got their quarterback solved. I mean, the Chargers look great. Even when I look at the Raiders, it's kind of for me. The Raiders are going to be boom or bust. They're either going to like shock a lot of people and be really good, or, or you know, people might start talking about John Gruden looking for a job. Like it's going to be one of those two things. Um, I like their defense. I like the running back Jacobs. I like you know. I just. They, you know, I'm not sold on their pass catchers right now. No, I mean, um, Henry Ruggs is a fast guy, but that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, they just they draft guys who are fast. Like, no, you should draft a guy that can run the routes too. Exactly. And I, I look at I look at Denver, and at first I was thinking, okay, it's Teddy Bridgewater, but then I was like, I looking at their backup situation. I'm looking at their offensive line. I'm looking at their defense. I'm like, this could be good. This, could, I mean, I, I have you know pretty good faith in this i mean my 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 cousin's a diehard broncos fan and she constantly you know like reminds me so it's like i look at the broncos i'm like all right you you need to like teams like the broncos and the raiders need to stay healthy to be yep. good for someone like the chiefs they can lose a guy and still be great right. um the chiefs are clearly the class of the division their offensive line cost them that super bowl they went out and bolstered it tried to get a little bit better so i do think it's a two-team race right now between – but one of the things that I don't want to discredit, I mean, or uh, um, say that's not that important, is the Chargers are starting a new coach this year. I mean, they right. fired their, their last coach. So I want to see how he performs. Right now, I do think the Chiefs are going to win the division. Um, I think 
possible if I were to I would say I would you know not knowing what I know about the Chargers I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Broncos a solid number two in the division shock some people followed by Chargers and then the Raiders I would not be surprised if the Raiders played above their level and did well it's it's kind of like the NFC West on the other side of the conference it's a very competitive division I don't think the Chiefs are that far ahead of everybody like they were two three years ago though yeah and and and, you know when you look at the denver defense right now let me kind of throw some names out here bradley chubb von miller kyle fuller kareem jackson justin simmons ronald darby and patrick sertain i think that's a group right there that you know they're looking to do some damage and then noah fan on the offense i really like him a lot and so like like you're saying you know if if this team stays healthy if they stay cohesive they're definitely going to kind of do like what the falcons might do they might just be working quietly and make a lot of a lot of headlines come november december yeah it's it's i i'm i'm, I'm excited to watch it it's going to be it's going to be pretty fun especially watching the the games out west um i believe that the um the 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 west they play um Who's who's the NFC? Oh, they play the NFC East, so that should be uh, that should be one half. Oh, God. entertaining um inter interdivisional games. Uh, so I actually, since having said that, I think that the I think the AFC West is going to beat up on the NFC East, and so we'll end up with um <laughs> yeah, it, we'll end up with some some inflated win totals by our our friends in the AFC West. Totally. All right. So next up. AFC North, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals. Okay, here is, I think, a very interesting scenario that these four teams have going on right now. The Browns are probably going to be legit. If you look at what they have on offense and defense right now, they're looking to make you know a lot of teams pay. I mean, they were so close last year to having a very deep playoff run. They beat up on Pittsburgh early in the playoffs. Um the Ravens, you know, they, they once once again a one and done kind of situation. Lamar Jackson's showing he can't really do too much in the postseason, but in the regular season, he's great. The Bengals, to me, I think they blew it in the draft by not drafting the best offensive lineman out of Oregon. There, they decided to go with um, Joe Burrow's pass catching buddy Jamar Chase. I think that's going to come to bite them in the ass because Joe Burrow had a really really bad injury last year, and if he can't stay healthy. Well, I mean, that's just not going to go over well. Trust me, I know all about, you know, the Andrew Luck situation and, you know, injuring your quarterbacks. But I think if I was to kind of be a, a little bit bold with this division, I think that the, the Steelers to me on offense, I mean, Najee Harris is good. I love uh, Chase Claypool, but I just think they don't really have a whole lot of talent there. I think Ben is, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is probably kind of in his twilight at this point. So I see probably – the Browns taking the division and the Ravens coming up second, but not having enough win totals to make a wild card spot. And then Cincinnati is probably still going to be maybe a year or two out. And the Steelers, uh, this might be not their year. So I actually had a very similar um, as you, except I picked the, the, the Steelers to be above the Bengals at the bottom. Um, that's a possibility just, too. Just because their defense is so good that their defense will single-handedly win them games. The Steelers, I think, have put them in a, put themselves in a bad position with their with their quarterback situation, where 
they're relying on a quarterback that's gotten a lot of injuries and his play has declined and they don't have a solid backup situation for him and they've kind of ignored it in drafts and they they they, they signed Dwayne ha- you know Haskins from Washington and I mean that's not an option so and in reality when I look at them I go okay we you know you're one injury like literally one injury away from being the worst team in your division yeah so when I look at the Browns though they're stacked on defense. They're stacked on offense. Their offensive line is stacked. They have an amazing running back. They have a good up and coming quarterback. They've got pass catcher. I mean, like the list goes on. So I'm picking the Browns to win that division. And when I look at the Ravens, one of the issues I have with the Ravens is, and it was kind of, you know, it's, and I know this might be a controversial topic for some people, controversy. bring it on. But when you are the quarterback of your team, and you've chosen not to get the COVID vaccine, that NFL has certain rules and restrictions amongst players not being vaccinated in close contact. So if Lamar Jackson misses, like if Lamar Jackson, who is not vaccinated, if he comes into contact with somebody with COVID, he can't come back into the thing for. I think it's like 10 days. Yeah, it's 10 days. It's 10 days. And then not only is it 10 days, but then he has to pass two tests. And right. it's not negotiable 10 days. It's, uh, it's oh, you it's were firm. close to that person. You were in the same room. You can't play for 10 days. Right. And if you're the quarterback, that's huge. It's not like you're a, you know, a defensive lineman. You're the quarterback. You're the guy. And also, you know, if, if you test if let's say one of those days you test positive, that means anybody that was in close contact with you is going to have to go through a protocol. So yeah. I feel like this and and since he has admitted to actually having gotten COVID twice, this could put his team in a bad a bad situation in terms of wins and losses. I do think that talent wise, they are better than the other two teams. So I still think they'll be second. I do like what I see for I like Joe Burrow. I like the I like what I'm seeing from the Bengals. I do wish they would have taken that offensive lineman out of Oregon. Yeah. But but I think they're gonna be fun to watch. They're always competitive and uh those Browns uh the Browns, Bengals, orange, brown, you know, eyesore <laughs> games are always entertaining to flip on in the middle. Oh yeah, they they love kicking the shit out of each other. Yes, they do. It's great. So next up, the AFC East. So right off the top, this is the Buffalo Bills division, you know, done deal. I mean, Josh Allen is just, he's worth the money. I think he's probably going to be, you know, either the MVP or close to the MVP this season. Uh, I think Buffalo's super talented. Um, as a, as a you know, former New Yorker, I mean, Buffalo Bill fans, they are crazy, but they are a good time. And I think that they're really, you know, on the up and up here, especially after what we saw, what they did in the playoffs last year. The Jets, to me, I know they drafted Zach Wilson out of BYU and Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, who's a pretty sneaky uh, pass catcher. But, you know, uh, Robert guy. I'm not sure how that team is going to do. I know they have a couple good names on defense, but um, – the Jets secondary, I don't really trust it. And I think, you know, rookie quarterback first year, if they get, you know, somewhere a- around the 500 range, that's that's great. I don't, But I don't see the Jets really, you know, doing a whole heck of a lot, but maybe they might surprise me. Who knows? I think what the real interesting thing is going to be is between the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots because the Patriots said bye-bye-bye 
to Cam Newton. Now it's the Mac Jones show. So I'm curious to see what Mac Jones does under Bill Belichick's coaching. And then you have the Tua situation in Miami. They went out and got Jalen Waddle, another Alabama guy. They, um, really some good pieces on the defense. But can Tua make that leap? That's the big question. And I really think that if it is a wild card spot that's on the line, I really feel like Miami and New England are going to really go after it. But I would give it more to Miami based on experience. Yeah, you know, when I, I, I agree with you. And when I look at the AFC East, the thing that I would look at it as a fan, if you're a fan of any of those four teams, you got to be excited. I mean, even if you're a Jets fan, I know you, you just had a, a young quarterback, but you're young. And yep. when you're young, you got talent, you got, you know, you got for, for the Jets, you know, you got another first round pick coming next year from the Seahawks. If you're if you're if you're the Patriots, you got Mac Jones in there. If you're the Dolphins, you got Tula. It's like Buffalo, Josh. And so you look at it and you're like, all right, there's there's hope. We got a lot of young oh, talented people in there. And it's it's that's going to be a fun division to watch just because everybody's young, unproven and you have a lot of you know, possibilities are, I do think that as same way that you said, I do think the Buffalo is the clash class of the division. I never can, can out Bill Belichick. However, the dolphins are, you know, if Tula can play better that, I mean, I like Brian Flores as a coach. I think he's a great coach. Yeah, he's great. The, the team that I'm curious about is the jets. I know they hired uh, the guy from San Francisco right. and, and, you know, they got, so I want to see what they do. I want to see how how his personality translates to coaching that team. Um, but I, I, you know, I really do think that uh, the team will be the teams are all going to be better. Buffalo made themselves better. The Jets, everybody made themselves better. Um, I just think it's going to be one of those interesting slash fascinating divisions to watch because even. Um, well, the Josh Allen is the oldest quarterback in that division. He's 25. Right. Like, it's like, and the rest of the quarterbacks, you know, the youngest is like 22, 21. And it's like, it's, so it's like all young guys. It's, you know, it's all fresh faces. You know, people go out there and buy your new fresh jerseys and stuff like that. So it should be, that should be a, a really entertaining division to watch for sure. Yeah. And I think it was um, Aaron Rodgers was giving Zach Wilson a lot of praise in their, in their preseason game. And he was saying, like, you know, Zach could be the real deal. You know, I think that's what the Jets have been looking for. Because if you look at, like, Mark Sanchez when he was with the, the Jets there, the reason why he was so successful was because they had a superb defense. They had a great running game. The offensive line couldn't, you know, get – they blocked everything. So all Mark Sanchez had to do was just go out there and not fuck up the play. I mean, that's, that's how simple his gig was. But once all those pieces started to disappear and we really saw who Mark Sanchez was, he didn't work out. So I think with Zach Wilson, this is the time for the Jets to really find their new face of the franchise. And if this dude can go out and just, you know, have a very good rookie season, like a very promising rookie, rookie season where maybe his touchdown to interception ratio is really good and not get hurt, I think that's a big win. And then, like you're saying, you, you have a first-round pick you know, next year. Either go find um, a guy to protect him or go find some you know, receiver that's just going to make a big difference. Well, the other thing is when it comes to quarterbacking, when you look at some of these other quarterbacks, like you saw it with Peyton Manning um, and also Eli Manning did in his first year. Or, you know, people you, – you could even use, like, 
um, Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson in their first year where there were mistakes made and things yeah. like that. The biggest thing that fans and coaches want to see is how do you, the player, respond from these mistakes? Like Eli played terrible his first, you know, few games. Yeah, not good. Peyton Manning set like the interception record while he was <laughs> a rookie, but but the players around him knew that he was studying, getting better, and he was going to get into a better position. And so the the key for a, a young guy like you know Zach from BYU is. You know, you throw a pick. How do you respond to it? Do you sulk? Do you, you know, okay, right. what did I do wrong? You know, and set your guys in better positions. How do you engage? In, I mean, I think Eli was like the best at it. Like when it came to the New York media, it's like, how do you engage with the media? How do you yeah. handle criticism? Do you just ignore it? And if you can, then maybe you're the guy. But if it's going to beat you up, like Mark Sanchez couldn't handle that kind of criticism no and sam darnold i think got just a raw deal with his whole coaching totally that was like that guy i think he's got talent that's why i think the panthers like you're saying could be better because i i mean i don't think he ever got a fair shot so no he did not it should be interesting though uh that the the east though i mean that that will be all that young talent man it's gonna be yeah and the thing is, it's like, you know, it used to be so lopsided when Tom Brady was there just because the Patriots just, you know, they won it, you know, every every single year. But I think, like, you know, right now, like you're saying, tons of young talent, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch these teams just, you know, go out there and have fun and see what their potential futures are going to look like. Yep. And uh, it's – I mean, if I were to, if I were to pick – I feel like right now, though, I, f- I feel like this is going to be a one-team playoff um, division, though. Um, just based on what I – just based on all the youngness, I would love to be wrong. I think it would be really entertaining to see Atula in the playoffs, Dolphins making it back in there. It would be great to see the Bengals back in the playoffs or, you know, yep. some of these other, other young teams from different divisions. But, um, yeah, Bills, I, th- I think they're going to – run away with this division kind of like the Patriots used to yeah definitely I mean they're they're a tough team very 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 loaded team defense offense good coaching special teams special teams you know and I still think it's like they got Stefan Diggs for like what was it like a second round nothing third round pick it was like something yeah something like that so and and he just he just responded with like you know like 1400 yards and a bunch of touchdowns and it's like, oh, all right, there you go. Well, I think he's also a man on a mission this year because when they lost to the Chiefs last year, um, he went out during their ceremony where they were, you know, the AFC champs, and he just watched the whole time. And I'm like, ooh, that dude's taking it personal. He's probably going to come out just, you know, hungry. Well, that's, I mean, that's 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 one of the things that you know I learned playing team sports. It's sometimes you can go out there and do your job and do the best you can personally yep. and your team can lose. Yeah. All you can do is try to make your teammates better so you can win because, you know, unlike individual sports and individual things, a team sport, you know, you, you win together, you lose together. And uh, watching him at the, you know, in the AFC champ, you could, you could tell it was, it was bugging him. Like it oh, was, yeah. Because he was that close to getting to the big game, mm-hmm. Which, so close. 
I feel like they would have been a much more entertaining game if, if they would have done that. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. In the last division we have here, the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans, my Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So immediately – Houston Texans, I think, are going to be the worst team in all of football, and they're probably looking at the first overall pick next year. The Deshaun Watson situation is a really, really bad cloud that is hanging over the entire organization. I've heard nothing but bad things within the locker room in terms of the whole team. Tyrod Taylor's getting the week one start. I mean, he's he's pretty good, but I just don't think there are enough uh, pieces on each side of the ball to make the Houston Texans somewhat relevant. They're kind of like this expansion team right now. So I don't see a heck of a lot. If they muster up four or five wins, I think that'll be a miracle this, this season, but I don't see them doing that well. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence is in the house now. I think that that's going to be a team that is definitely going to be challenging both the Colts and Titans in a lot of games because back in like the 2000s, whenever I would watch the Colts and the Jaguars play each other, they were always tough games no matter what the records were, and I feel like that's going to kind of bring itself back this season because Trevor Lawrence is looking real good. They got some sneaky players on defense, but, um, you know, I know that Travis uh, Etney, his college buddy, he's out for the season, I think, with that uh, knee injury. So that kind of hurts, but Jacksonville still has some really good pieces on offense. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he put it all together, especially with Urban Meyer. We'll see how well he does this first year. As for the Tennessee Titans, they got Julio Jones. We'll see what happens. If Julio can stay healthy, maybe he might do something. I don't really know, but that's a big if. But obviously with Tennessee, it all goes through Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown. They're really good. I, Tennessee's always been tough. Um, I think they're getting Taylor Lewan back this season. Uh, that's really going to help show off their offensive line. And as for my Colts, well, Carson Wentz has had a very interesting offseason. Had the foot yeah. injury, had the COVID, which has made a mutual player of ours, Jacob Eason, come into the fold, who's been doing a pretty good job this preseason. Will he start week one? I don't know. I would like to see him do it just because Carson Wentz hasn't really had a whole lot of playing time, and I'd rather go with a guy that's got a good cannon for an arm. And, you know, T.Y. Hilton, he's got a neck thing right now, which is not good, but... They still got Michael Pittman. They got Zach Pascal. They got uh, Paris Campbell coming back. They got Mo Alley Cox and Jack Doyle at tight end. Quentin Nelson, uh, the all-pro guard. But I think that defense, they just paid Darius Leonard. Penny Moore is the, one of the best slot corners. I think there's a lot of really good um, pieces there, especially with DeForest Buckner in the middle of everything. And let's not forget Quiddy Pay, who they drafted out of Michigan, who's doing the Wakanda forever every time he gets a sack. So I'm all about that guy. I really think that Tennessee and Indy are going to be very competitive, but Jacksonville's going to sneak its way. I mean, there's there's a lot of good things going for that team. And the only thing I can really hope for as a Colts fan is that, you know, Carson Wentz doesn't get COVID again or something like that because he is unvaccinated. But I think, you know, the quarterback situation, st- it's still a little bit murky. But, you know, whenever these teams play each other, it's going to be competitive. But I think, you know – if everybody stays healthy, the Colts can overtake the Titans. But, like I said, if people are healthy, because last year when DeForest Buckner wasn't there, Derrick Henry ran for like 200 yards. So we'll see. I I I agree with you know 
a lot of everything that you just said when it comes to the AFC South. The first thing that alarmed me when I looked at the Houston Texans schedule is the lack of competitive games that they will have. They play against the NFC West. They play against, you know, the only I could see them splitting with the Jags. I wouldn't be surprised that they finished one in 16. Like, and it's, it's just that teams in it's in, it's in a lot of disarray, a lot of shambles, like your best quarterback that's on the roster is not going to be activated to play due to a lot of not so cool off season stuff like that guy. I mean, do you start him? I mean, that's a whole nother topic. I mean, but when you look at their roster, the pass catchers, defensive, uh, everything, it's like they don't have it. They're not competitive. It's, so it's going to be – that's like a whole entire rehaul. Like the Lions are probably three years ahead of them. I wouldn't be – I mean, yeah. I mean, they traditionally give some, some teams in the South, you know, like the games against the Jags are always entertaining. So I would, I would be surprised if, you know, they split. But otherwise, when you look at their schedule – the only game I see on their schedule that they have a chance to maybe win in theory is they do play the Jets and they play Jets will thrash them and they play the Carolina Panthers. Like those are only two teams other than the Jags that they might have a shot to, to beat. Like, I mean, the rest, like when you look at interdivisional, they play the Chargers, they play the 49ers. Titans, like, no, they're not going to win any of these no. games. They're going to get, they play the Dolphins, they're going to get blown up. I mean, it's like, there's just so many wins that they're, they're not going to get any of that. When I look at the Jags, you got Coach Urban Meyer, his, you know, his, his first round running back blew his, it, uh, tore his foot up, so he yep. won't be there. But Urban Meyer's a good coach. He'll be able to coach up some some guys. I really think that's a team on the, you know, they're going to get better. They'll, they won't underperform unlike Jaguars teams of the past. So their games should be, they'll, they'll win a couple games they're not supposed to, and they'll be sneaky yeah. good. And then when it comes down to uh, both the Colts and the Titans, what I see when I look at your Colts is I see a team that's transitioning from a veteran quarterback to another, like a bridge quarterback, like yeah. someone that's, that's, you know, temporary, um, he's kind of in the same category with Lamar in the sense of, are you going to be available to play? Like (laughs) what's going on, man? Like uh, I said, roll with Jacob Eason, man. He's there. Right. And the thing I noticed last year about the Colts, and this is why Philip Rivers said, Oh, I'll go play for them for a year. Got the offensive line, got the defensive line, got the linebackers, probably, you know, one of the best linebacking core in the NFL, got safeties corners. It's like, what are we missing? quarterback all right let's get the quarterback so i i really feel like i wouldn't be surprised if earlier on the colts might have some games where they're filling each other out a little bit i wouldn't be surprised if this the colts went on to to take the division i do think on paper though that the titans on paper are the best team in the division based on talent however as we've always seen in in all things that doesn't mean anything if it can't mesh. Like, totally. is Ryan is Ryan Tannehill? Gonna, I mean, and the other thing that I look at is over the last three years, you know, historically, when a running back has had as many carries as they had, is how long is Derrick Henry going to be able to do what he's doing? Like, right. it's like, are you going to start splitting some time with him this year? Is that way you? I mean, because that's a lot of carries to put on a body, you know. Totally. And it, 
and you now, look at some of the greatest. You look at uh, Adrian Peterson, and you look at some of those guys that once they hit those carry numbers. I mean, he's um, he's had so many carries the last four years, and yeah. it's and it's you know good for him, but also running back is a very short career if you're going to run like that. So um, I. I predicted when I was when I was writing this down. I predicted that the Colts would win this division. Uh, I do, I do think that the Titans early on though are the favorite in this division, and uh, I don't give any shot, no shot at all for the Jags and the and the Texans to 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 do anything in this division. Um, I think the Jags will improve. Uh, I would be surprised if the Texans won more than one or two games. And yeah. uh, I think that uh, the um, Colts and uh, Colts and Titans will be must-see TV every oh, week. Wait, well, Especially unfortunately, I, I can't make the game in Nashville because I'm flying home that day, which stinks. But I'll I'll figure it out somehow, some way. Yeah, I mean, it's and and what's great is both uh, the titans and the you know the the afc south plays the nfc west in interconference so you're gonna have like that's why i said that those teams that aren't very good are gonna get beat up really big however your two better teams colts and titans they're gonna be playing a lot of good football teams right you know look at you know especially for like tennessee they won the division so they're playing everybody in the afc that won the division last year they're playing all those teams and then they're playing uh, one random team in the NFC, and then they have to play the NFC West teams. Yep. So they're going to get. There's going to be a lot of good football for both the Titans and the Colts this year. And speaking of good football, which you just had a very good point to a segue. For those of you who don't know, Elson's a big Seahawks fan. I'm a big Colts fan. Well, they just happened to play Week One. So let's talk about that a little bit here. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's okay. So the biggest thing that I'm I'm looking at as a as a fan is how well do these teams incorporate their 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 offensive systems for one. For uh the biggest thing for the Seahawks is Dwayne Brown didn't play all offseason and he was nope. mad that he didn't get a new deal. Is he going to be there to start to to protect Russell Wilson's blind side? If he's not, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> this is a done deal. However, uh, on the other end, I really think that the Colts, who's throwing the football? That's like, what I'm waiting to hear. And who's, I mean, and not only who's throwing the football, who are you going to have that's going to, I mean, I saw the news about, you know, the wide receiver, and I was like, who's catching the football? It's like, oh, okay. So, okay. So, to answer that question, check this out. So you have Michael Pittman Jr. Who, you know, they drafted him in the second round last year, but he's a big run after the catch guy, big body. He actually runs pretty viciously when he gets in space. Um, Zach Pascals, he's been a, like a like a 10 touchdown a year guy. He's he's just really sneaky good. He can also block. Paris Campbell's the speedster, but he's got this real big problem with getting hurt every time somebody breathes on him. So I'm hoping that this season he stays healthy. And we also drafted this kid, um, Michael Strachan, I think that's how you say his name. But he's been putting on some shows in preseason. He's a big body, big vertical threat. I'm curious to see if he gets his number called up for this game. Also, let's not forget, Jonathan Taylor's in the back. 
Naeem Hines is in the backfield, and Marlon Mack, return of the Mack, is coming back. Well, when I look at the when I look at the matchup, I think the key to beating the Seahawks is passing the football. Ooh. So their corners are I mean, you got DJ Reed, who was a cast off off the 49ers last year. And then after DJ Reed, you got a rookie out of, you know, you got Trey Brown, a rookie out of uh, Oklahoma State. And then you have Trey Flowers, who was a horrible, horrible corner. <laughs> but he's he's had a couple of good plays here and there. But I mean, he's just struggled. And then they got a bunch of guys like they picked up a guy that was on the Jets last. I mean, their their corners are not tested so they should get tested their defensive line though the cx defensive line is stacked so if you're gonna beat the seahawks i'd say you want to throw the ball like you that's that's the big the big key on the other end um i was talking to another colts fan and i was like so how do they plan on stopping dk metcalf i'm gonna ask you that dude's a monster and his response his, you want to hear it was like yeah well, he's just a big guy he's just like a tight end they'll just throw darius on him i'm like no, no, that's no, that's bad. No, no, no. What you do is this. It's ah, they better not put Rocky Sin against him because he's just going to overpower him the whole game. He's six, so, four and like 230. You got to have it. You got to have a safety shadow. That's the thing. You got to have over the top help. So it's and well, that, that's why I said it will be if Dwayne Brown's playing. And, you know, how are how are how are the Colts going to going to play it? Uh, I think that the key is. To, you got to shut the passing game down and make the Seahawks run it because in, in terms of running it, I I just didn't see. I mean, and I think this is how the preseasons are going these days. I didn't see enough in the preseason to actually give me an idea of what kind of offense they want to be. Yeah, you know. So I don't I don't I don't know from that perspective. I do I do think that the defense is really thin for the Seahawks. Their corners are really really thin, and so depending on who's quarterback, I would say start just throwing the ball all over the field because right. I don't think until I see otherwise, I don't think my Seahawks are going to be able to stop a lot of people from throwing the football. Well, what about, uh, what, how did you feel about KJ Wright uh, leaving for the Raiders? Um, I was, I was pretty bummed because KJ Wright was one of the last guys that wore the, the all blue, you know, uh, Navy oh, God, uniforms. Yeah. and it was like, and it was kind of like, you know, the closing of a, a chapter, I understood why, because they drafted, a, you know, they drafted Brooks last year to take over spot and they wanted to save some money and maybe they're using that money to resign Brown or, but it's kind of one of those things. It's like, you know, with like the Patriots do, it's like, it was time. I, I mean, I have all positive, positive memories. KJ Wright is one of those guys for the Seahawks that did everything right. He did uh, no pun intended. He, he did all the right stuff. <laughs> he, he literally did. He, he played the position. Well, he got better. He coached his teammates up. He checked on his teammates. He was a member of the community. Yeah. He, he was, um, you know, he, he got nominated for the Walter Payton Award like multiple times. I mean, that's the kind of guy everybody wants in their team, like somebody like that. And so I was really, you know, I was sad to see him go. Um, and even sadder that he went to the Raiders. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I, I really hope that the Seahawks are able to, to, to honor him later on when he retires, like, like he should be and have him raise the, the flag and stuff like that. I think that'd be really cool. So final predictions here. What do you mm-hmm. think the score of the game is going to be? 
Final prediction score. All right. Let's see. All right. I'm, I'm, let's let's like come up with a rule because you know I, somebody otherwise somebody might just say tie and I'm just like all right. No, no ties. <laughs> no ties. <laughs> I'm gonna be mad if there's a tie. All right. No ties. Okay. All right. So um, let's see. I will. You know what? I saw, and for all you betting gambling junkies out there, the Seahawks are favored by two and a half points. All you whalers out there. All you whalers out there, the Seahawks are favored by two and a half points. Wrong team favored here. Oh. Taking the Seahawks by one point. Ooh. One point. I'm going to say in a offensive explosion, 16 to 15. Okay. Uh, I. It's gonna be an ugly game, guys. And serious, if you're if you're watching football to see like a a game of romantic like passing, it's gonna. I I predict like probably a game full of lots of mistakes and yeah. it's just ugly. And one thing I know about my Seahawks is they literally can't like win a game in style. Like they have to win a game by like right holding the team from kicking the last second field goal or kicking. It's just it's ugly. So, okay, yeah. and it's so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my Colts because yes I'm biased, but I think I'm gonna it's gonna be an ugly score just like you said. Okay, I think we're probably looking at like maybe like a twenty to thirteen or a twenty to sixteen kind of thing. I think it's gonna be a lot of kicking field goals in this. Um, like you're saying, a lot of these teams are gonna be kind of figuring themselves out. I think whoever plays quarterback for the Colts, it's probably gonna be kind of like. You know, not the whole playbook, depending on who's in there. But I think it'll be competitive. But it's going to be coming down to, and this is a very John Madden type thing, whichever team makes the least amount of mistakes. I predict that there will be a defensive touchdown in this game. Oh, someone's getting some. It's just, I, I think it's it's weird, even though I think the Seahawks defense is the weaker part of their offense right now. Without knowing who's starting an offensive line for the Seahawks, if they're not, if they don't have a starting left tackle, like I would, I would just blitz on every play. Like yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just send, send I mean, thing. It's it's. I think it will be a really competitive game. You know, and what's what's entertaining is for the Seahawks, they start off with two AFC South opponents right off the bat. It's yep. It's Colts, and then they come home, and we play the Titans. Oof, that should be good. It's like half of my other friends on the on the MCOC are all are all either. Colts fans or Titans fans, so I'm sure I'll be getting it the whole entire the next two and a half plus weeks. So it should be entertaining. Well, we love you all around, brother. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like people be throwing all kinds of stuff at me, so I'll be yeah. like, "All right, that's what I'm here for." Exactly. Well, listen, man, that about wraps it up for our little football talk here. But is there anything you want to kind of leave the episode on? Um, for 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 players right now, any kind of tips, tricks, anything? I'm trying to think. Um, let's see. Um, in in the MCOC world, or the uh, or the game yeah, let's 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 let end up a little MCOC thing here. Okay. Um, if it's the MCOC world, um, if you're holding block, don't try to dash out of a block when someone's punching <laughs> you. That's still not fixed. Um, I got hit today by a, a a nice little five hit combo in war. So don't do that yet because that's still not fixed. Um, and. Uh, if you have a poison immune champion, it doesn't mean that they're not poison immune right now. So beware, beware yep. of those poison nodes. So um, uh, 
I guess what I, I'd, I'd remind people in, in all reality in terms of the MCOC world is, remember you're playing a video game full of your favorite Marvel characters. Even though the game's broken half the time, you're doing it because it's fun. You get to play with yep. the Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, Hulk, but you're just, you know, just have fun with your characters. Like even if the game's slightly broken, all right? It's, it's, it's better than the alternative, which is playing solitaire on a laptop, okay? All right, that's what I'm Exactly. Saying. Well, that about does it for this episode of the MCOC and Me podcast. Elson, thank you for coming on and talking some football, man. I cannot wait for Sunday. Absolutely. It's going to be great. I think, I think during the week we'll have to come up with some spice to throw on, throw on this game, you know? Oh, Maybe yeah. Some, some fried chicken for salmon or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with something. So, oh, um, yeah. We'll be, it'll be fun. I'll look forward to all the trash talk and banter. <laughs> and uh, I hope everybody out there has a fantastic start to your week and uh, stay safe. You got it. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. And everybody, thank you for tuning in and listening to this uh, week's episode. If you want to join in for some football talk, uh, if you want to bash our chops online, you know where to find us on Twitter. Can't wait to hear it.